Hello beloved and welcome to this uh, evening's message where we're going to move away from the book of Revelation just for a moment but in actual fact what we're going to talk about this evening is still uh, with reg- uh, how can I say connected to the book of Revelation uh, in, in a sense that uh, we are going to talk about the truth and specifically that the truth is under attack. And, and this is what we're experiencing in the day and age that we are living in. Now, I believe that in the time that we're living in now, that we should hold on to truth. You know, so that we can actually stand firm when the enemies of the truth attacks us. And when the enemies of the truth attacks the truth. You see, truth has actually become kind of relative or let's call it subjective, which means every person has their own truth. I've been listening to people this this past week or two or three or months actually, where people speak and you, you listen to them and you realize, but there is the truth and then there is their truth. And it's as if they cannot wrap their heads around the fact that there is objective truth out there there is something that is outside of them that is not connected to their little feelings because what's happening in the day and age that we're living in is is truth has become subjective everybody can decide for themselves what their truth is and i've actually heard people say man i've got my truth and you've got your truth but that's not true because we do have objective truth, especially for us as believers. And for us as believers, it's, uh, it's the objective truth that actually keeps us standing and keeps us standing firm and gives us the ability to, to actually stand up against error, to be able to stand against false prophets and false pre- uh, preachers and teachers and false apostles and that kind of thing. Because you see, person, uh, person a truth is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He calls himself the truth, which means that Jesus Christ connects himself to objective truth. He connects himself to the truth, calling himself the truth, so that you and I as believers have Christ as the objective measure of all things. So if we want to find out what truth is, or whether something is true or not, we look to Christ. D- does it mean that Jesus Christ now will now have every answer for every, how can I say, non-truth that is spinned our way or thrown our way? Yes, he will have an answer to all the falsehoods that comes our way. The question is, do we know him? Do we know the truth? Because remember, the word of God is full of truth. There's a lot of truth in the word, but Jesus Christ is called the truth, and he isn't called the truth for nothing. He is the truth so that you and I can ask him if there is anything that we need to know about the truth, or if there's anything that we need to query about the truth, we, we go to him. And when we go to him, we query about the truth or we speak about the truth, and at the end of the day, he will lead us into all truth. That's what he promised us. He does it through the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit will always lead us into all truth. 
Beloved, it sometimes takes a little bit of patience. But the truth will always triumph. And the reason for that is because the truth is connected to a person. And that's the person of Jesus Christ. It's not connected to your feelings and my feelings or the feelings of a bunch of theologians when they write a a book or that kind of thing. No, truth is connected to the person. It's found in the person of Jesus Christ. And the problem is, and this is the heartbreaking thing, as the world rejects Jesus Christ, they reject the truth. So what we are seeing today in, in the fact that the truth is being rejected by the world, and, and I must say, especially the Western world, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it and I think to myself, whoa, this is actually frightening or this is sad that objective truth is being replaced by subjective truth. And there are some people that just plainly says, there is no such thing as truth. What is truth? Now, the Apostle John handles the issue of truth in his first letter. And he handles it in quite a very interesting way. Now remember, there are antichrists, and false teachers, and false prophets, and false apostles in this world today. And what they do is they teach lies. And what they try to do is to to deceive as many people as possible because they are, let's say, functioning uh, through the devil. The devil inspires them. The devil works in them. And many of them are demon-possessed. It's demonic, the amount of falsehoods and lies and deception that comes through antichrists there are many antichrists now we know that antichrist is coming revelation chapter 13 tells us very clearly about this 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 um this beast that comes up from the sea and we know antichrist is coming that singular person but there are already many antichrists all right and and john says that's how we know that the end is near all right, so we have these antichrist preaching and teaching deception and lies and, and falsehoods, and they reject the truth. And then you have false teachers, and you have false prophets and false apostles, and false members of churches that just do not embrace the truth. They reject the truth. Now, John, he doesn't want people to be led astray from the truth. He would rather see them... Come to the truth. Right? And obviously, you can see in in John that the truth is in the person Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the truth. Let's call it the protector of the truth. The carrier of the truth. Beloved, so because we are in Christ, because we love Christ, because we, we adore him and because we are connected to Christ, obviously, we have this, not just this desire, but there's this something that moves within us to actually embrace the truth of Christ and to live in the truth of Christ and to seek the truth and to want to always abide in the truth. When we read the letter of John, we see that he doesn't want people to be led astray or led away from the truth, but he wants them to rather 
be moved towards the truth. And, and we must remember that John was a witness eh, to the truth. All the truth that Jesus spoke, but he was also a witness to Jesus Christ himself. He lived with Christ for three years. He listened to the ministry of Jesus Christ for three years. He, he looked at the miracles that Jesus did for three years. He was with Christ. He knew not just about Christ, but he could see the truth in action. He could see how the truth just flowed from the lips of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the truth. Now, when we read John's letter, we can see that he wants people to follow the truth. All right, so let's look at a few things that John says about the truth. Um, the first thing that we we find is that he speaks about the Antichrist that is opposed to truth. And the reason why we can say that the, the Antichrist or Antichrists, that they oppose the truth is because they oppose Christ. Remember, if you oppose Christ, you oppose the truth. If you want nothing to do with Christ, then it means you want nothing to do with the truth. And your subjective truth will become the most important thing in your life. And beloved, that's what we are seeing in the world today. We see how people embrace their own subjective truth. And they embrace it and they love it. And they, that's what they propagate. That's what they proclaim. So what they do is, as they oppose the truth of Jesus Christ, as they um, oppose Christ himself, as they oppose the truth... We can just see how they embrace their own lies. Now, the scripture teaches us that the Antichrist basically stands in opposition to Christ, which means that Antichrist stands in opposition to the truth. Okay? And, and in fact, he wants to replace Christ. Now, he wants to be a replacement of Christ. So, what does Antichrist... How can I say... What does Antichrist want? What does the false prophets want? What do false uh, apostles want? What do false teachers want? Is they want to replace Christ and his truth with their own truth. That's what they want to do. And that's what we're seeing in the world today. That's why we have all this uh, subjective truth that goes around. It's because people are actually so opposed to Christ that they want their own truth to triumph and to stand above the truth the objective truth of Christ. Beloved, and that's why the truth is under attack in the world today, and especially in the Western world. We can see that truth is truly under attack in our world today. And I believe it's because Satan hates God. He hates Christ. He hates the church. He hates believers. He hates God's creation. Now, if Satan can destroy truth, he has actually accomplished much. You see, the thing is, there's a direct correlation between the attack on objective truth and the hatred of the devil towards Christ, towards God, towards Jesus Christ, who is the truth. There's a direct correlation. So as we see subjective truth take over in the world, as we see, especially in the Western world, obviously also in the, in the rest of the world, but in the Western world, we, we see that um, truth is becoming absolutely relevant, uh, irrelevant. It's, it's just something that people don't care about. Their own truth, obviously, is very important to them. And so as we see 
Um, Satan opposes the truth, yeah? objective truth, perfect truth, which is found only in Christ. As we see um, Satan get his people to turn away from the truth, not even seek after the truth, yeah? seek after Jesus Christ, we can see that the world is just sliding backwards at a massive speed. And we can see it happen around us. So if we talk about the end times and we talk about what's happening around us, beloved, I I think it's clear that there's a massive attack against the truth. And this attack against the truth is, how can I say, is Satan's way of, how can I say, showing his hate towards God and Christ and the church and the word and everything that is connected to the truth. And it is Satan trying to establish his truth on this earth so that his people, the people that are following after the devil, that they will, uh, how can I say, accept his truth. And by the way, Satan doesn't have truth. Satan is the father of lies. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah? So Jesus is the truth. Satan is the father of lies. Jesus Christ is, if you look at him, he is char- characterized by the truth. And the truth shall set us free. But in Satan, his truth is not the truth at all. His truth is lies. Now, this is what we see in the world today. Whether you go into politics, whether you go into the workplace, whether you go into whatever, you will find that lies are becoming, how can I say, stronger and stronger and stronger. And the truth is getting rejected more and more and more. Beloved, the truth is under attack in the world today. Now, if Satan can destroy the truth. He has accomplished much, as I said. Satan basically builds strongholds in people's lives. And how does he do it? He does it through lies. Um, And to break those strongholds down, it actually takes objective truth. That's only found in Christ, through his word. To break down those strongholds, it's, it's extremely difficult. And you find those strongholds in people's lives. So what happens? We have objective truth and amazing that objective truth will always set people free. Now the truth that is found in Christ, the truth that is found in his word, the the truth that is objective, the truth that is connected to Christ and God, that truth will always set people free. That's what the truth does. But... When it comes to Satan, when it comes to subjective truth, now that this is my truth kind of thing, it always, always causes people to be bound, to be bound in chains, to be locked up, if you may, to be caught up in a stronghold because the, a stronghold is built on lies. So what happens is, let's say, for example, the truth about the triune God is rejected and the lie is accepted that 
let's say, for example, Jesus was the angel Gabriel, uh, or that Jesus was just a good man that dwelled on the earth. He was a good rabbi. He was a good teacher. But that's all he is. He's not the God-man. He's not the second person of the Trinity. Let's say that's the lie. That's the stronghold that is built in people's lives. And now what happens is Satan will continuously build one lie upon another, upon another, upon another. At the end of the day, you have such a strong, it's like a tower that was built brick by brick. And each one of those bricks that this tower is built out of, each one of those bricks are lies. Each one of them. So the only thing that can destroy those bricks, those lies that was built up in, in that person's life, those strongholds that has been built up is the truth, objective truth that has to attack that the strongholds that is built up in people's lives. Beloved, and that's why it is so crucial that when we bring the gospel to people, when we bring the truth of Christ to people, that we continue to speak the truth. Don't try to use gimmicks. When people are caught in their sin, when they are bound in their sin, and they are dead in trespasses and sins, don't come with gimmicks. Don't come with half-truths. It is only the truth that will set them free. Beloved, we want to see strongholds being broken down in people's lives. And it only takes objective truth, found only in Christ Jesus through His Word. All right, now, We know that antichrists and false teachers and false prophets and false apostles, that they have, how can I say, already arisen. They're already there. Scripture is very clear on that. Uh, In 1 John, we read, uh, I think it's chapter 2, verse 18, uh, even now, many antichrists have arisen. From this we know it is the last hour. So many antichrists, many who oppose the true Jesus Christ, many who wants to replace the true Jesus Christ, they've already arisen. They've been there for as as long as um, the New Testament church exists. Okay, And we know that false teachers are not genuine converts. They're not true believers. Because 1 John 2.19 says, They went out from us, but they were not really of us. And this is important. So they went out from us. These false teachers and false apostles and false prophets, false Christs, they, they were part of the church at one t- time. Yeah, they were part of the, the group of people who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean that they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ because they left the church. They left um, other believers Okay, to, to continue with their false teachings and stuff. And because they left us, or they went out from us, and that's how John describes it, it he says that they were not really of us. They're not true believers. Never been. Beloved, the Antichrist, false teachers, false prophets, and so we can go on, anything that's false, they are just mistaken about some unimportant things. It's not as if they've just made a, a, a mistake like what I did this morning when I said, spoke about that um, Phoenician woman that, uh, whose daughter was sick and um, she asked Christ to, to heal her daughter. You remember, I, I, I said 
Jesus said to her that um, he came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I, I was wrong. No, um, it wasn't. It was a Canaanite woman that came to Jesus Christ and her daughter was demon possessed and she wanted Jesus to help her. So I got the facts wrong. Um, so I've mixed up two stories in my mind, two things that happened in Jesus Christ. All right, But when false teachers and false prophets and false apostles and antichrists, when, when they come up with falsehoods and lies and non-truths, they don't correct themselves. They don't say, listen, I, sorry, that was wrong. I, I, that was, wasn't said correctly. No, what they want is they want people to accept the lies because it's through the lies that they can build up these strongholds in people's lives and keep them in bondage. All right, so it's important that we need to understand that antichrists and false teachers, false apostles, false prophets, they're not just mistaken about some unimportant things. No, 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 no. They're not teaching error out of ignorance or that they just made a mistake. No, no. They, they, their hearts are as false as their teachings are false. 1 John 2.26 says, These things have I written to you concerning those who are trying to deceive. So John warns, and because he wants people to, to understand, believers, he wants believers to understand how serious these things are. Beloved, there's a passage of scripture that you, you've heard from me. I've quoted it many times. Let me just quote it again. I believe it's a very important passage of scripture with regards to false apostles. Uh, and that's what, what um, Paul is actually speaking about to the Corinthian believers. When it comes to the truth, and especially when it comes to the truth of the gospel, because remember, Jesus is central to the gospel, because it's about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what the gospel is all about. So if the gospel is being distorted, if the gospel is turned into a lie, it's no longer the gospel. And that's what false apostles started doing in the Corinthian church. And the apostle writes his second letter to the, uh, yeah, to the Corinthians and he tells them, listen, you need to watch out. L let me read it. You can turn there. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, we're going to read from verse 1 to 4. And it says, 2 Corinthians 11, 1 to 4. Verse 1 says, Oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly and indeed... You do, you do bear with me. It says in verse 2, For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. He, he's, he's connected the Corinthian believers to Jesus Christ as the one that they are going to marry. That's what Paul is saying. And he's jealous because, and this is a godly jealousy, because he wants the Corinthian believers to be chaste. He wants them to be virgins presented to Jesus Christ, not um, prostitutes and, 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 and whores that, that has been become unclean because they've been prostituting after idols, prostituting after false apostles and false teachers and false um, antichrists. Let's call it like that. Verse 3 says, he says, But I fear lest somehow... As the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, 
so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, so he's speaking about another Jesus that hasn't been preached by the Apostle Paul, because Paul was preaching about the true Jesus, Jesus who is the way, the truth, and the life, and that all truth is found in Christ. Paul preached Jesus Christ. But these false apostles that came into the Corinthian church, what they did was they came to preach another Jesus, which meant that they were not preaching the Jesus that Paul was preaching. They were preaching another Jesus that was foreign to Scripture. And he says, For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom uh, we have not preached, or if you receive another or a different spirit which you have not received, which means that there are people that have opened up themselves to not the Holy Spirit, but to another spirit that comes from this, 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 this false Jesus that has been proclaimed. And, and this false Jesus, obviously, is an antichrist. Eh? It's not the true Jesus. It's not the true Christ. It's an antichrist. And the spirit that is involved, that basically teaches this false Jesus to people, are obviously demons or fallen angels. All right. So if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted. So Paul says there's another gospel. And that gospel is void of the truth of the fact that Jesus Christ died, was buried, rose again on the third day, ascended into heaven, and will return. This false gospel has got that all mixed up. Or this false gospel just doesn't have any of the content of the true gospel. But then he says, and and these words are, are actually heartbreaking, he says, you may well put up with it. Which means that the the Corinthian believers would actually open up the church to these false apostles to come and teach these falsehoods about Jesus, about the Spirit, and about the Gospel. Beloved, instead of embracing the truth of the Gospel, instead of embracing the truth of who the Spirit of God is, or instead of embracing the truth of who Jesus Christ is and exactly what He came to do, these Corinthian believers opened themselves up to falsehoods. Not the truth, but rather they opened up themselves to lies that these false apostles were basically teaching and preaching. And because they've opened up themselves, they have opened up themselves to another Jesus, a different spirit, and another gospel. Or a different gospel. And that is so sad. Because the moment uh, a group of a church embraces these lies, it destroys the church. It really destroys the church. So, what needs to happen is they, they must be very, very, or they had to be very, very careful to make sure that the gospel that they embrace is the gospel that Paul preached to them. And that we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, eh? verse 1, and four, 1 to 4. 
the gospel about the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, and the ascension of Christ at the end of the day, and the fact that he's going to return. All part of the gospel. Beloved, what's the problem? If, if we look at the, the world today, and, and that's something that I really am concerned about, because that's something that I'm, I'm, I try to do when I do my research about the end times, when I do my research about the book of Revelation, when I do my research about things that are happening in the world, what I, what I try to do is to look at them from a, a biblical perspective, to look at it from a truth perspective, which means I, I want to know what Scripture has to say. I want to know what the truth is, because there are so many falsehoods that are being propagated as the truth. And now we have to, how can I say, Take the truth of Scripture, the truth of Christ, the truth uh, that we know is the truth, and we have to measure everything in accordance to that truth. We have to test the spirits, whether they are from Christ or not. We have to make sure that we stand firm in the truth, because if we don't, the lie can so easily sweep us off our feet and we fall into error. And that we need to watch out for. And especially in the time that we are living in. Because in the time that we are living in, there are so many voices, so many antichrists, so many false prophets and false teachers and false apostles that are going around teaching falsehoods, that are teaching lies. Beloved, and when we listen to, to politicians and we listen to people in in, in, in influential positions. And if we just listen to people nowadays, it is as if the lie has become the norm and not a search for the truth. I, I listen to the news media, for example, and I listen to the a story that comes up. And you listen to the one news media and you hear the story uh, and you say, oh, okay, I hear the story. And then you listen to another news outlet and the story is different. And then you listen to another news outlet and the story is again different. So how is it possible that you can have three different stories? And this is not just three perspectives or three different witness accounts, like we find in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which actually brings us um, the life of Jesus Christ from four different perspectives, like four witnesses looking at the life of Christ. No, what we hear in the news today are blatant lies, People who do not speak the truth. And, and you hear these lies and they make up things. And it's just heartbreaking to listen. And you listen to politicians that would stand in front of people and actively lie. And you listen to people in places of authority or positions of authority. How they just speak lies. Non-truth. And when they share something, it is always subjective truth. It's their own truth that they are sharing. It's their own truth that has become the most important thing in their lives. When in fact, Scripture teaches us that Jesus Christ is the truth. There is objective truth. And beloved, you and I have to stand up or stand firm and stand strong in that truth. Because if we don't, I think this, this river this flood of lies, of non-truth, of subjective truth, will sweep a lot of believers off their feet. 
maybe professing believers. Let me phrase it that way. The only way we'll be able to stand, the only way we will be able to break down these strongholds that are being built up is if we bring the truth, objective truth, uh, to the table and place it in front of people so that people can hear the truth and be set free. I'm going to stop there. There's a few things more that I would like to to say with regards to John's um, understanding of truth and how he explains truth. So, God willing, next time we will continue with this. We're going to continue with the Book of Revelations. Please don't don't um, think that we're not going to continue. Uh, we are going to start with Chapter Eight, God willing. Uh, but next week, I just want to finish off with this whole concept of truth. I am so concerned about what's happening in the world today. I'm concerned what's happening in the church today. I'm concerned with with believers who are being caught up in lies. And then what they do is, instead of, how can I say, testing the lies, you know, against objective truth, what they do is they embrace the lies and they start spreading those lies. They share those lies instead of testing to see whether those lies are not lies. It's interesting that in, I just want to share this and I'll close with this. It's very interesting that nowadays they have, um, what, what do you call it, like uh, commissions or they've got a group of people that fact-checked. You know, it's it's in, in the mainstream media. They are now fact-checking because there is too much misinformation out there about certain topics. I'm not going to say it, otherwise they're going to throw me off YouTube and so on. But there are topics that are being fact-checked. And if you go and check up on the facts... They are lying about the facts. But their lies becomes the truth. And that's the that's the heartbreaking thing. There is the, the truth, and it's verifiable, and it can be measured, and it can be tested. And then you have their subjective truth. And they fact-check the truth. But at the end of the day, they embrace falsehood. They embrace their lies. Because that's the problem that we are in, in the day and age that we're living in. Beloved, stand on objective truth, right? Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. He is the truth as revealed through His Word. Study the Word. Study what Christ has to say. Study the truth so that you can stand and stand firm especially in the days that we are living in where the truth is being attacked and the truth is being tried try to be broken down to subjective truth only. Stand for objective truth because it does exist in the person of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that we can come to you and thank you so much that we have objective truth in the person of Christ, revealed in your word, lived in this world for three years. And that we can run to Christ at any time and, and, and ask Him to guide us into all truth and Your Spirit will guide us. Because, Father, we are living in terrible times where the truth is being rejected, left, right and center. But, Father, I pray that You will enable us to stand firm so that Your name may be glorified. In the glorious, wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. God willing, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you and give you His peace. Bye-bye.